I'ma be there. Oh yeah, yeah I'ma be there. Is that from the same song? No. Oh. <laughs> different song, different song. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back, creeps. Welcome back. Uh, that was so they played that song today, and it made me think of that that one scene from Forty uh, Year Old Virgin. Was it Paul Rudd was like, he told the manager, he was like, I feel confident enough to tell you that if I have to hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm oh. gonna, <laughs> Yamo burn this fucking place to the ground. <laughs> I... And then the manager was like, you're such a smart ass. Get back on the floor. <laughs> Yamo burn this place to the fucking ground. If I had to pick one man to marry be Paul Rudd. Probably be Paul Rudd, yeah. <laughs> Just seems like such a sweetheart. Yeah. Patron of the week this week is Monica R. Monica R. Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Monica or who? <laughs> like, but that's just how you guys say R. Yeah, no, no, just Monica. Monica, thank you very much. We love you dearly. And that's who she is, just Monica. Just Monica. But she's not just Monica to us. To us, she is Monica. She is the Monica. Patreon member, Monica. Yeah. And we very much appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. And you know what she likes? Naps. Naps? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that because of... Is this your prediction based on how accurate last week's prediction was? Last year was spot on. Last week. I mean, last week's was spot on. It was, it was. Keely apparently does like mac and cheese. I fucking told you. And Monica, she loves naps. All right, let us know, Monica. How was your week? It was pretty fucking thick and girthy with work. Um, aside from that, I mean, not, not much. My brain was just, you know, the usual scrambled eggs after a week of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I love it. Good, but I didn't make any of my new... Um, colleagues cry this week so that's good remember last week i scared that girl oh yeah <laughs> that was um, funny but i definitely made friends with some new i want to say he's a mexican dude he doesn't speak english he only speaks spanish but mm. he's covered in pink floyd tattoos ah. so the two of us had a pointing match at each other and it ended <laughs> with him going mi amigo <laughs> so i said see sí. Could be from literally anywhere. Yeah, anywhere south of the border, <laughs> to be honest. But thank you to everybody who enjoyed last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Well, the last two weeks' episode. But we really did get like a lot of people saying, like, oh my God, this was fascinating and this was so fucking good. And uh, kind of left me feeling a little bit self conscious about, like, fuck, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, whenever I see comments like that to me, so like I have, so like, you know how people are like, oh yeah, you know, like comments are like that or like um, peer reviews, positive peer reviews and performance reviews. They're like, you know, pat on, pats on the back. Mm-hmm. For me though, it's like pats on the head for me. <laughs> I love it. So every time you tell us nice things, it's like you're patting me in the head. Yeah. It's just pat, pat. <laughs> like pat, good, pat. well done like okay good, good job Dulce. good job and i'm like yay pat me on the head <laughs> <laughs> well either way after i think this happens after any like little series that i do 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 
Um, I'm going to give myself a mental break for this week. Yeah. But what I've done is compiled some genuinely scary stories from Reddit and Ranker.com, which gives like the lists of this type of scary story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But usually they're not good. They're just like, <laughs> oh, that was a waste of a half an hour's reading or 15 minutes. That I'll never get back. Yeah. Thanks so a lot. I actually went through these ones ahead of time. Dulce hasn't heard any of them yet. No, because I just got off work. <laughs> yeah, but I think that they are actually fucking creepy, scary, interesting. Yeah. And uh, if they don't blow my socks off. Are you wearing socks? Okay, but if they don't. <laughs> um, no, I'm not wearing socks. You know I'm not wearing socks. <laughs> but yeah, so I have split them in two and sent some to Dulce. So she's going to read them. She's going to read some of them. I'm going to read some of them. It's basically a pork chop scintillating tales of true terror, honestly. If they suck, I'm farting on your pillow tonight and I'm giving you pink eye. And I'll never know because I'll be at work and then I'll come home and just wake <laughs> up with pink eye. <laughs> you want to read the first one? Oh, yeah, I? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a pop socket and it's a little hamster face. It is. But see, you know, the girl said that that was a cat. Yeah, I, I thought it was a cat. I don't. I think it's a hamster. Anyway, so story number one. I should start off by saying my brother is not only a military man, but he's your basic hetero, never let him see you cry cliche of a military man. He's not afraid of anything. Well, except for the entire country of Japan. <laughs> this is his story. He just, anytime he sees a picture of Japan, he's like, ah! ah. <laughs> <laughs> He wakes up in a cold sweat and his wife is like... He saw it again. Yeah. The red dot on the white background. <laughs> She's like, Japan again, honey? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Japanic attack. Ah! Uh, ah! Oh, Jesus oh, wait, 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 wait. So, guys, my knees. Welcome niece, to bad reviews. My knees. <laughs> my knees. My knees. She texts me while I was at work today. And she's like, what did one plate say to another plate? Like what? And she said, "Dinner's on me." Ah! <laughs> when I read that, I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> ah, yeah, that, that was a good bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, my brother joined the Marines when he was eighteen and was stationed in Japan. He really enjoyed his time there for a while. The girls specifically. He made friends with some of the Japanese guys his age who worked around the base. On nights where him and his soldier friends had the night off, the local Japanese guys would show them around, bring them to bars, introduce them to girls, etc. One night, after a little drinking and no luck with girls, one guy invited my brother home to play video games. My brother accepted the invite and they played video games for a few hours. During this time, he tells my brother the main reason he wanted to get home early was because his little sister had been suffering from night terrors causing her to wake up screaming, crying, and sometimes vomiting. He was worried about her and wanted to be home in case she had an episode. At this point in the story, I should explain how this guy's house was shaped. The house was built in the shape of a horseshoe with a garden in the middle. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing earlier. His bedroom was at the very edge of one side of the U shape and his sister's all the way at the other end. So they're essentially across the garden from each other. If he looks out of his window, 
he can see into hers and vice versa. Anyway, they decide to call it a night and the Japanese guy walks over to the window to look across the garden into his sister's window to check on her. He lifts the blind and peers out for a fraction of a second before jumping back screaming and looking at my brother like he just saw something horrible. My brother then goes to look and he stops him. He tells him that he saw a dark cloud with red eyes hovering over his sister's sleeping body. My brother, naturally, does not believe him and decides to look for himself. He creeps quietly over to the window and lifts the blind, but this time he finds himself eye to eye with what he describes as a dark black puff of smoke with a face. My brother and this other guy admit that they got under the guy's covers and stayed there until it was light outside, too afraid to lift the blankets and see that the smoky figure had come a little closer and was in the other room with them, just on the other side of the thin sheets. I don't know what to believe, or if they drank more than what they say they did that night and imagined it all, but I know my brother believes what he saw. He sticks to his story, and when he tells it, he looks like someone who saw something truly sinister. Fucking spooky, right? Yeah. But I also can't help but picture, like, uh, ghastly from uh, Pokemon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, no, when I read that, I was like, that's fucking awful. Yeah. I imagine being so scared that you stay under the blanket with another person mm-hmm. all night long. Well, if he's, like, how he describes his brother, like, as a macho. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's under the... With some random with the, dude as well. The rando dude. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking more, like, for the uncomfortable heat. Love that for him. <laughs> uh, also, I will say that um, some of these didn't have names attached to them. Like, mo- usually they, they would have, like, Reddit user, Chocolate Hedgehog, or some bullshit. <laughs> but some of these are from deleted Reddit users, and some were just unlabeled. So if they have a name, we'll say it. If you recognize it, let us know, and we'll, we'll fucking say who it was actually from. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my first story goes, About five years ago, some friends and I went camping in Oconee State Park in South Carolina. We were in high school and went with our school ROTC instructor. So that's the guy who, like, teaches military stuff to kids, right? Yeah. Okay, but not like the scouts. It's an actual subject that they do in high school here. This guy was in his 50s, but still a damn ox. He was a sergeant major while in the army and was the definition of a badass. Mm. Like me. (laughs) (laughs) On the first night camping, it was really cold, so we decided to sleep around the fire. We woke up all at the same time in the middle of the night to the smell of wet dog and rotten flesh. Ew. I I don't know what rotten flesh smells like. And like, I'm glad that I don't, but I don't know if I would be able to identify it. Like, just... I feel like it would be like... The smell of roadkill. Maybe. Even that. Anyway, we woke up all at the same time in the middle of the night to the smell of wet dog and rotten flesh. We decided it must be the damp leaves and we slept through the rest of the night. Well, we wake up the next morning and there were paw prints all over the place. I'm not talking just around the outskirts of the site. I mean, there were paw prints four feet away from where I laid my head that night. 
We were all pretty much creeped out, so we decided to head into town and get some lunch. We stayed in town the rest of the day and headed back to the site around dusk. My friends and I are in the back of the truck as we drive down the gravel road to the site. Then all of a sudden, Sergeant Major slammed on the brakes and we came to a stop in the middle of the road. We all jumped up and looked over the cab to see what it was. Standing in the middle of the road was a hairless animal, around 50 pounds, standing on its hind legs. While still on its back legs, it walked to the side of the road and let out this god-awful screeching noise. It darted into the woods and left us all frozen in fear. Then we smelled it. It was the same terrible smell from the night before. We got into the cab and I saw Sergeant Major like I had never seen him. I was absolutely terrified. The animal or creature we saw shook him to his core. We drove in silence for the rest of the ride back to the site. When we got there, he told us that we were leaving and to pack everything up. None of us have been back since and Sergeant Major won't let ROTC camp there anymore. We agreed that what we saw looked like a mix between a bobcat and a coyote, but walked like a bear on its back legs. We named it the Cat Yodi. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. A few of my friends who hadn't heard the story decided to go up there one day and said the entire area gave off a really creepy vibe and they decided to leave. After I told them the story, it sealed the deal that none of us will be going back. The cat Yodi. The cat Yodi. But it reminded me of the fucking uh, the Montauk monster. Oh. That gross fucking inflated hairless raccoon that washed up on the beach. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. I think they decided it was a raccoon, right? Yeah, did they? Yeah, it was did like it... after months of being in the ocean, floating around or something, it oh. just came out looking like a fucking monster. Weird. That's what we were told. Mm. But who really knows? Yeah, who really does know? I feel like if it was a raccoon, they would have came out with that sooner. Maybe. I don't fucking know. You know? Maybe we'll cover the Montauk Monster, actually, because <laughs> it it, it's a cool fucking story, regardless of whether it's a raccoon or not. Because the island across from where it was found mm -hmm. was an old fucking disease institute or something, right? Yeah, I feel like it's a good idea to cover the Montauk Monster because it's probably still wandering around naked. Probably. Ha. ha, ha. <laughs> God, that was bad. Indecent. You get one more. <laughs> Story number two. My friend and I were going to a party a few hours out of town, so we decided to stay at our family's holiday house about an hour south of the party. We arrived around mid-afternoon, and it was winter in a holiday town, so the area was completely empty. No other cars on the street. When we left for the party, I spent the moment deciding whether to pull the gate all the way closed. I had some trouble opening it earlier when we arrived, and if we were getting home late at night, I didn't want to be stuck outside. I decided to shut it for security. The party was great. We got back to the house around 1230 and the gate was open. I immediately felt on edge because not only did I know I'd locked it, but I knew it couldn't just blow open in the wind. But I didn't want to make a big deal, so I was vague when my friend asked if I'd shut it. We went inside and decided to make a snack. I was wandering through the house. Then suddenly, my friend raced from the kitchen into the hallway and virtually tackled me to the ground. 
She was convinced she heard someone walking around outside. We tried to calm ourselves down, but we had no cell reception, and there was no one else around. Over the next half hour or so, as we sat in the hallway, paralyzed with fear, we heard footsteps outside and the back door being jimmied. We decided we had to leave, so we gathered everything up and got ready to make a break for the car. Just as we were at the front door ready to leave, there was a huge bang in the backyard, and suddenly what sounded like hundreds of birds started screaming. We legged it to the car, ended up starting it with all our stuff still in our laps, we hadn't bothered to even put it in the back seat. As we reversed out of the driveway, we saw somebody running up the side of the house towards us. We sped the entire way home, and once we got back to my place, we didn't sleep at all that night. Damn. Yeah, close fucking call, right? Yeah. That's why I was happy with these stories, because they were kind of a an eclectic mix of paranormal and like let's not meet style fucking yeah. true crime this one's only a short one true crime true crime that's me and my deep voice oh that's the deep voice again yeah that's my deep voice <laughs> true crime <laughs> you'd be a terrible batman <laughs> my best friend and i were at her house chilling in the computer room we heard a huge thump from her room above us like a heavy thud we looked at each other, confused. All of her siblings were downstairs with us. We decided, fuck it, let's check it out. We grabbed some airsoft guns, a bat, and she picked up a bag of bagels. We get upstairs, getting a little apprehensive about being upstairs. Her room door was wide open, which was no big deal, until we saw her oak dresser had moved about a foot. It takes two people on either side to lift it. She yelped and pointed at something. So I looked, and I swear to God, there was a girl under her bed. Oh my God. Not her sister, just a girl. She threw the bag of bagels at her. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Cinnamon raisin, bitch. <laughs> She threw the bag of bagels at her, or it, and we booked our asses back downstairs. To this day, we have no fucking idea what the fuck that was. We couldn't find the bagels. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you like blueberry. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to what to think of that. Like, was it a ghost girl hiding in her room? Was there somebody know. sleeping in her walls? Well, I'll tell you what. If she was just some rando who was in the house trying to get food, she lucked out. Yeah, she... Score. <laughs> uh, this happened to a friend of mine. She told me about it a year or so ago. We'll call her Min G. Min G is in her late 20s and works as an English tutor in South Korea. One evening a few years ago, she was tutoring a high school boy. They were up studying pretty late and the buses stopped running. Being a long way from his house, the boy asked if he could crash on her floor overnight and get the first bus the next morning. Min Ji was very reluctant because inviting a teenage male student to stay the night didn't sound like a great idea. But he was begging her and eventually she relented. They went back to her one room apartment and she got into the bed while he laid a blanket out on the floor and they both fell asleep. A few hours later at maybe 2am 
The boy wakes Min Ji up. I'm really hungry, he says. Let's go get some food. Min Ji opens her eyes and looks up at him in disbelief. Food? Now? It's 2 a.m. Go back to sleep. But the student insists. No, I'm so hungry. Let's eat something now. She tells him that there's some ramen in the kitchen and he can fix himself some. This doesn't satisfy him. He doesn't want ramen. There's a 24-hour place just down the road. Let's go there. Eventually, after several minutes of persuasion, the boy gets Minji to come with him to the restaurant. They leave the apartment and head out. As soon as they're on the street, the boy turns to Minji and says, I'm not hungry. I woke up in the middle of the night and looked under your bed. There's a man sleeping there. They called the police and discover that a homeless man had been living in Minji's apartment, sleeping under her bed for over two months. The boy only saw him because he was lying on her floor and had a clear view under her bed. The police arrested the man and thankfully there were no other issues. But that's by far the creepiest thing that's ever happened to anyone I know. Holy shit! Yeah, so I don't know, that one sounded a bit urban legendy. Like, yeah. this happened to this guy I knew once? Um, but still a freaky-ass fucking story, right? Yeah. Can you imagine? That was one of my biggest fears when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, well, specifically, it was a banshee under my mom's bed. Mm-hmm. I would go in there after having a nightmare or something. My mom would make me sleep on the floor because <laughs> she's like, fuck you, kid. And I would not be able to, like, because it was an open bed like mm-hmm. what we have. But we keep our shoes under the bed like responsible yeah. adults. Yes. So the only people that can fit in there is pork chop. Yeah. And even then, it's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> she likes it under there. <laughs> yeah, no, she does. She actually, She can make it from one side to the other. And Max knows it. Because earlier on, she was trying to get away from him. And she went down one side of the bed, but he knew. So he went the other side of the bed and just waited. (laughs) And then eventually she came out and he went, pop. He's a demon. Yeah, he is. Funny, though. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Such a jerk. I used to be in the military. And the training camp bunk that we lived in was said to be haunted. Occasionally, our stuff would go missing and reappear in weird places like under our bed or inside a bag that we had zipped up and stuff. No big deal, right? Then came the instance that freaked everyone out. It was one night after lights out and my friend was on his phone texting his girlfriend. Most of us were drifting off to sleep and were lying on our beds. Suddenly, he heard the shuffling of feet from the corridor. So, thinking it was our sergeant... He quickly hid his phone under his pillow, rolled over on his side, and pretended to sleep. To this day, what happens next chills me to the bone. While he pretended to sleep, he heard someone right behind him at the other side of his bed going, Don't worry, you can continue to pretend sleep. (gasps) I would dismiss this as a figment of his imagination, except about five other people around him heard it as well, including me. Creepier still, there was no one there. And it was the voice of a little girl that said it. Oh my god. For reference, our training camp was in the middle of an island and was set up away from the main admin blocks. The island has been closed by the government for army training purposes for the past 15 years. So there were definitely no civilians around, let alone kids. To make matters freakier, when we came back from our weekend home leave, there was a bunch of female hairs on his bed. Neatly bundled up, long, 
and jet black. Under his pillow was a note that read, Remember me? Oh my god. Now, as I said, we were in the middle of a forest, in the middle of an island. At that point in time, there were no female recruits or personnel on the island. Or no paper. (laughs) (laughs) Our bunks were locked up for the weekend and the duty sergeant had no idea that the incident happened. We never spoke about it after that night. It still chills me to the bone thinking about it. Whoa. So, personal opinion time. I think the second half was probably just his uh, bunkies or whatever, like trying to scare him. Oh, yeah. But the first part, absolutely not. Yeah. No, thank you, sir. Yeah. Fucking little girl in the middle of the night. I agree with you. Even if I had a daughter and a little girl's voice woke me up and it was her, her. I would freak the fuck. Yeah, probably. Probably (laughs) would. (laughs) Ah, God, (laughs) All right. I used to live in China back before I moved to the U.S. I was 12 when this happened in China. My friend used to live in those apartments that look like a high-rise, but they're a little bit smaller. Anyways, in order for us to go to his apartment, we had to either take the stairs and walk 10 stories or take the elevator. One day, I had a sleepover at his place and we went to get the new Pokemon movie at like 6 in the evening. Nice. (laughs) The store was like two blocks away. He always talked about how creepy the apartments he lived at are because very few people live there. I swear I've only seen like three other people in those apartments and I was there all the time. Anyway, on the way back, it started to rain pretty heavily. We ran to his apartment and took the elevator. The elevator creaked and moaned on the way up and suddenly it stopped. The lights in the elevator went out and it was pitch black and silent. Only thing we could hear was the muffled sound of rain and thunder. Us being kids, we started to panic, scream, and cry. We were there for about two minutes when we heard a loud thud on top of the elevator. Then we heard light footsteps walking above the elevator. We got quiet and looked up at the vent facing upwards in the elevator. The vent had holes in it so you could see out the top of the elevator towards the long tunnel up the building. Our eyes had gotten used to the dark so we could make out a few objects. The footsteps stopped and it was dead quiet again. My friend nudged me and pointed up towards the vent. What I saw was probably the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I'm 20. Chill. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm so old. Yeah, ugh. No, but I, I think what he actually meant was like the scariest thing I have ever seen, even still. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been this scared in my life. I looked up and could make out a face looking down through the vents. It looked like an ape, but like a really human-like ape with human facial features, if that makes sense. It was staring straight down at us. I don't know if it was our imagination distorting a face of a monkey or an actual demon-looking thing, but it literally made me freeze in fear. We started screaming. I will admit, I pissed myself. It still gives me chills thinking about it. The pissing or the ape man? The weird ape man, because I was thinking about (laughs) this, right? Even if, even if that was like the janitor or whoever. Mm Mm-hmm. 
He didn't do anything to help them. Yeah. And, they, and how would he have gotten there? It started banging on the elevator roof. It didn't scream or anything. It just made noises by banging the roof. It then took off and we could hear the footsteps running to the side of the elevator roof. Whoa, that's crazy. Then the power came back on and the elevator started moving again. We never took that elevator ever again. It seriously traumatized us. Ten flights of stairs then. I know, but like that or some crazy fucking monkey thing. Person. Murky, monkey thing. Or maybe, maybe this guy's job was just to sit on top of the elevator cart and wait for the breakdown. That mask. seems impractical. Maybe it was a mask or something. But then still, what was he? I don't know. That whole story just fucking freaked me out. I was like, what? Like, there's no rational explanation for this. I wonder if they had bananas in their possession. <sighs> yeah, just give them the bananas. Just give them the bananas. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, but there's my lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you more. Just give me the bananas. <laughs> the bananas, John. The bananas. <laughs> okay. About a month ago, I went over to my girlfriend's house. Except I felt really uneasy when I went into the living room. It turns out they replaced the china cabinet with one of her grandmothers who had passed away a few months back. What? No, like... <laughs> <laughs> They just stuffed Granny <laughs> and balanced the new china on her fucking upturned hands and her head and when stuff. When you read that seriously, like, <laughs> you didn't even crack. I'm like, am I fucking going crazy? Yeah, you are, because like a normal person, I did not think that they had replaced a cabinet with a person, a dead person. <laughs> Jesus. Get your shit together, woman. It turns out they replaced a china cabinet with one of her grandmother's china cabinets. Uh, <laughs> Don't <grand> say that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is actually confusing because then it goes on to say her grandmother who passed away a few months back. Her grandmother who was bedridden in the hospital and I've never met her. So maybe the grandmother died in the hospital a few months back. Maybe. Maybe that's what happened. But one thing we know for sure is that they did not replace the furniture <laughs> with the dead stuffed granny. <laughs> Being around her grandmother's furniture made me so anxious and almost sad. When I told her, she said it was probably nothing. The girlfriend, not the grandmother. Grandmother's dead. <laughs> 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 my girlfriend went into the bathroom and i went over to the cabinet it was about six feet tall and made with dark wood it had two doors on the side glass up front and in the back was a mirror i was looking at the teacups and small baby dolls when i could swear i saw someone in the mirror behind me just a silhouette i called out to my girlfriend but as I did, I heard a shrill screech from the bathroom. I start pounding on the door. 
It opens and she was sitting on the floor crying. She said she saw someone in the bathroom mirror. We booked it out of her house. No shoes, no jacket, nothing. Just right to my car. I drove for an hour or so with no destination. When I returned to her house, her mom was sitting on the doorstep. She said she kept seeing shadows move. Whoa. Gross. What was in these this fucking cabinet? A grandmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's what that's I'm not gonna lie, that is one reason why I I'm afraid of like antiquing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. When I was in high school, I had a really good friend who lived next door to a house that was always up for sale. People would move out in the middle of the night without a word, and it hadn't had the same owner for more than six months straight for a couple of years. One night, we were really bored, and he suggested we go explore the house next door since it sat empty for a while. We go around the back, and there's a dog door that he can crawl through, and he unlocks the door and lets me in. The house itself is really unremarkable. It looked like it was built in maybe the 1950s and was a craftsman-style house in an older, nicer part of town. My friend's house was similarly built. The kitchen had a really nice built-in breakfast table set against a picture window. The house's electricity was off, but you could see the street light through the window. My friend and I sit down on the floor across from this table and we're just hanging out, talking. Why? Who knows? All of a sudden... <laughs> Why? Who fucking knows? Yeah. All of a sudden, my friend screams. And in that instant, my vision goes black. And it wasn't that I just couldn't see. My body was engulfed in this sickly coldness from head to toe. I start screaming and I feel my friend's hand grabbing mine and pulling me in some direction forcefully. My vision slowly comes back and I start to warm up when I realize that we're outside. It was December and should have been much warmer inside of that house. Finally, I look at my friend and he looks scared. I'm really confused and I kind of panicked myself, but I finally ask him what happened. He says that as I was talking, a black thing, this figure that was all black and only had the vague shape of a girl crawled out from under the table and sat on top of me. Apparently, I started groping around with my eyes wide open like I couldn't see, and he was so freaked out, he pulled me out of the house. We're still friends, and we bring it up every now and then, but the story itself never changes, and it still sends chills down my spine. To this day, I've never felt such blackness or coldness in my life. It was palpable, almost sticky. For a couple of days afterwards, I couldn't shake this unsettling feeling, and I could never walk past that house again. That's creepy. Crawled out from under the table. Yeah. Blech. Yeah. No, thank you. And yeah, now you're making me think twice about the houses on either side of us. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to say, I always get freaked out walking over to that one, like to unscrew the light bulb or whatever. Yeah. Because it's just eerie, it's isn't just it? eerie. Yeah, it's just a big empty house, and you're like, I can't see into the windows, but I know if there was somebody in there that they could see out of the windows. Yeah, well, the lady died in there. Yeah, yeah, I know that much. I didn't know her or anything. That was before my time. Yeah, but that's where we park our truck, and so when I go over there to get it, like 
if it's dark early in the morning, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hurry up, hurry up. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> <gonna> get me. <laughs> Either that or I'm like just constantly walking through fucking spider webs and then I'm like, ah, it's on me. I don't know what's worse. Definitely the ghost. Def- definitely the yeah. ghost is worse. This is a story. This is not me talking. There I was, bored in the combat zone. I wreck. Drawing a picture. It was of the scenery, a few hills, some dead grass, and a tree stump. On the stump, I decided to draw a creature, humanoid, like a pygmy werewolf that was four foot something with claws and teeth. The commander shows up, calls us in for a mission, and I put away my drawing. Weeks later, we were in an abandoned house, staying in some new buildings, no windows, doors, or anything, just the concrete bones and openings for the installation of these things. Every night we have to set up watch. It takes the whole platoon to cover the building, minus a few per floor for runs to reinforcements. I was one such reinforcement, sitting in an empty room in the dark. After a while, I noticed that I was not alone. I look up, and the thing that I had drawn is sitting on the ceiling, staring at me. I stared back, gripping my M249. That's a machine gun. I looked it up earlier. Ah. I stared back, gripping my gun, waiting for something to happen when my team leader comes in, asking if I'm okay. As I tell him yes, he walks over to one of the holes where the window would be, looks out, turns back, and asks, Did you see that? That's how all army people talk in my head. (laughs) Later, near the Iran border, we stayed at another abandoned base. A bunch of classrooms spread between six buildings. All on one floor with walls that don't reach the ceilings. I had just gotten off a guard shift, came back into my room and my buddy is in there staring at the ceiling. I looked up and there it was again. What is that? My buddy asked. Just then, our squad leader comes in and asks what we're doing. We explained, but it was gone again. I never saw it in country again. Fast forward several years, I got injured in Iraq from faulty equipment, got a medical discharge and got on with my life. One day I'm in a bookstore and I find this book on demons. I flip through it and there it is. The same thing I drew. The same thing I saw twice at two different locations preceding a personal injury that plagues me to this day. Damn. So this, I actually was talking to someone in work about this the other day. Like those weird little like inklings or whatever that you get, like these random images that like pop into your head if you're in like a new place. Mm-hmm. I really think that's that could be like some fucking strange empathic thing. Like fair enough, maybe if you're in a fucking a jail or an old prison or something. And you have in your head, like, this vision of what you would expect a a prisoner to look like. Yeah. Then maybe it's just, you know, okay, you're putting that on your, putting that in your own head. Yeah. But if you're in a random place and, like, you know, the way people often say, I'm getting the impression of a little girl in the closet or something like. Yeah. But genuinely, I think if you're not somebody who is that way inclined and you do get, like, these random fucking images, Mm. I think that could be some sort of psychic thing. Yeah, could be. I think that's what happened with this guy. With his fucking pygmy werewolf. Maybe. A few years ago, I went to a Christmas party. 
That night, my housemates went home earlier, while I decided to stay and get in the Christmas spirit with a few other friends. Hell yeah, buddy. I ended up getting pretty hammered and got home around 3 a.m. Instead of going straight to bed, I got another beer inside, then went out the back porch to have a smoke and look at the stars. I was outside for a couple minutes when I see the light go on in the kitchen. My housemate comes out and looks at me out the back. I wave and generally look like a drunk idiot. I thought he was going to come out and get a debrief on the rest of the evening, as there were some good laughs we had, not relevant to the story. Anyway, he just gets a glass of water and goes to bed. I finish my smoke and beer. The next morning, we're rehashing the previous night when he mentions getting up and seeing me having a smoke out the back. Who came back from the party with you last night? I gave him a sideways look and reply, No one, dude. I was out there alone. He insists, Nah, man. There was someone out there with you, behind you on the porch, when you were looking inside, waving. I didn't come out because I thought it was some random friend from the Christmas party I didn't know, and I couldn't be bothered with making introductions. To this day, he stands by this version of events. Whoever it was must have been standing close behind me the whole time, but I saw no one and heard nothing. It gives me the willies every time I think about it. Gives me the willies too, man. Because, again, this could be a ghost, which is terrifying and ghost. awful. Or it could just be some random dude standing that yeah. close to him in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. Could be. Jesus. Creepy out of the way. Creepy out of the way. Yeah. No matter what way we look at this. <laughs> okay. This one is from... This one has a, a Reddit name. From Me Gusta Mikey. Which means, I like Mikey. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes. I had just pulled into a truck stop inside Billings, Montana. I was playing slots, and a beautiful American Indian girl was serving drinks. After quite a few drinks, I started chatting with her on a more personal level. She told me that her shift ended in a few hours and that she would be behind the truck stop with a case of beer if I felt like partying. I did. I hung around the front of the building, and when everyone started filing out of the doors, I went around the back to meet her. I couldn't find her, but I found an older Mexican woman who seemed to know my name and acted as if I had just been talking to her inside. I was buzzed, but not drunk or stupid. I knew this wasn't the same person. What also struck me as odd is that she had no personal belongings besides the clothes on her back. No purse or keyring, nothing. I started to feel a little tripped out because of this. I began to act like I didn't know her and didn't want anything to do with her. She became cold and stopped trying to talk to me. Okay, well that was freaking weird. I walk all the way back to my truck, climb in the back, change into my sleepwear and laid on the bunk to read a book. Only a few minutes into the book, I hear three loud bangs on the side of my sleeper. I'm talking... Holy crap, your truck's on fire. You have to get out now, loud. I opened the curtains and rolled down the window. I saw that the young American Indian woman I had been speaking with earlier was standing next to my truck. I immediately picked up something wrong about her. It wasn't her lack of speech, odd, disheveled look, or rigid body movements. It was her eyes that got to me. Solid black. Oof. 
I could say that the dark night coupled with a few drinks could make me think her eyes were black, but I'm not. When I hit a switch in the back of my truck, the inside lights up like a baseball stadium. Her eyes seemed to be pulling the light into them, like miniature black holes. It reminded me of when a woman wearing mascara cries and she kind of looks like a raccoon afterwards. (laughs) It looked like she had rubbed charcoal around her eyes. It also felt like my body was acting of its own accord. Like my body was screaming at my fragile psyche to open the door and let her into my truck. Despite the fact that she looked freaking terrifying and hadn't said a single word to me since meeting her again. I remember having to choke out the word no. It reminded me of when you're on the verge of tears but you choke through them to speak to someone. I was too damn terrified to look out my side vents to see if she was still standing outside. I was too terrified that I might have ended up looking back into the darkness, only to know in my mind's eye that she could be staring right back at me. I've got the shakes just remembering that. Whoa. That's crazy. Who the hell did you meet, Migusta Mikey? <laughs> but yeah, that was fucking weird. Yeah. Like some weird... Like a, a mermaid, right? That's what mermaids do. They like lure men in and then they turn fucking evil and shit. Yeah. A siren. Mm. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Something mythical. From Moon Pilot. There was a story on here a while back by a trucker who shared his creepiest experience while out on the road. It was getting very late and very dark, so he pulled into a rest area off the highway in the middle of nowhere. The place was totally empty, meaning there weren't any other vehicles or people there. While he was getting some shut-eye inside his truck, he heard a faint sound of a barking dog that seemed to get louder and louder as time went by. Eventually, the nasty barking sound was coming from right outside his driver's side door. As he got up to look in the window, he didn't see a rabid dog, but instead... It was some crazy-eyed person looking directly at him, growling and trying to get in. He started the engine and got the heck out of there. Crazy, right? Yeah. I'm telling you. He thought it was a dog. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually thought I, like, broke these up better because, like I said, like, I I went through, like, a load of different uh, collections of Reddit stories. But obviously, I didn't break them up as good as I thought because all the trucker ones are down here. Yeah. Well, they're actually not specifically trucker ones but truck stop ones this one's from Cass the Gryffindor all growing up my dad was a semi truck driver he drove full time all over the country we didn't see him very often but he used to call home every night and in the summers my sisters and I would get to travel with him for a week or two we called it trucking yeah it does it sounds like a fucking great thing love that Little uh, little personal fact here. I used to spend so much of my time in my granddad's van delivering, just thinking I was going to work, thinking I was helping out. <laughs> Not just there, but like when you were living in Canada, you, you spent a lot of time in trucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually drove the trucks in Canada, but I'm saying like I was like five. from the time, for Even earlier, mm-hmm. I would be sitting in the front seat like in the van thinking I was the fucking man. <laughs> anyway. I dropped those little things in because my mom told me that she likes hearing that. Aww. (laughs) So sweet. This story happened when I was really little, probably four or so, and I don't really remember it. I was trucking. 
with my dad <laughs> and he was experiencing some minor engine trouble. Before he was a truck driver, my dad was a mechanic and did most of his own truck repairs. He had pulled over in a small truck stop to work on the truck. There was a tree next to the parking lot, so he sat me down underneath it with my doll and he worked on the truck right next to me. It was really hot and while he was laying underneath the hot truck, my dad blacked out. Oof. He was having a heat stroke. He finally came he finally came to with a splitting headache. He looked over to the tree to check on me and I was still just sitting there playing with my doll. But there was a guy creeping up behind me, reaching out to grab me. <gasps> I don't know how, but with the little energy my dad had left, he jumped from under the truck, yelling and swinging whatever tool he had nearby. The guy ran off and my dad collapsed. A lady working inside the truck stop saw the whole thing and came running out. She got me and my dad inside and took care of me while he cooled down. I don't know what would have happened if my dad hadn't woken up when he did. Crazy. Oh, honey, you would not be writing the story. <sighs> yep. Damn. A fair play to the uh, truck stop lady. Yeah. Right, this next one is a little bonus one. Um... It's not true crime or paranormal, but it's interesting. <laughs> okay. So this one's from Reddit user Chode Spanker. Oh my God, <laughs> these names. They're the best. <laughs> um, I'm waiting out front of a truck stop back in the mid 1980s, sitting on a park bench with a guy that has a big Rottweiler kind of dog on a leash with him. I tried to make small talk but he was quite a sourpuss. So we sit in silence for a few minutes until the most unexpected thing I have ever seen happens right before my very eyes. While we were sitting there, a big 18-wheeler pulls in without a trailer, so just a cab. He parks right up front like a normal car would. Inside the cab of the truck with the driver is a little monkey, the dance for the organ grinder kind. I think they're called Reese's Monkeys. Well, the dog spots this little monkey and proceeds to go apeshit over it, lunging at the end of its leash and barking at the top of his lungs. I like Gener the pun that he he did there. Apeshit? Yeah. Ah, yeah, I didn't even get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chode spanker. <laughs> lunging at the end of his leash and barking at the top of his lungs, generally making a real spectacle of himself, to say the least. <laughs> You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. The driver is obviously upset, but not nearly as much as the monkey is. Oh. Actually, upset may be the wrong adjective to use for the monkey. In retrospect, I think eagerly aggressive. Whoa. Maybe a more appropriate description Whoa. for his disposition. Oh my God. What is happening? <laughs> he was pacing the dashboard back and forth, never taking his eyes off this very aggravating dog. The driver opens his little triangle window that they don't make on cars anymore. Yeah. The ones made for smokers back in the day. Uh-huh. He yells out to this douchebag to call off his dog because it's upsetting his monkey. Oh, my God. The guy laughs and says, no way. Says that his dog isn't bothering anybody. The dog hasn't shut up since he laid eyes on the monkey. I promise you, he is bothering everybody for several, several blocks around. Now, here's where things start to get interesting. The driver says that if he doesn't call off his dog, he's going to let this monkey loose on that dog. 
Oh, shit. Douchebag laughs and says that his dog would eat that monkey alive. Upon hearing this, the driver leans over and reaches into his glove box, pulls out one of those tiny baseball bats that you used to get at Astro World or carnivals, and places it in the monkey's hand. Oh my god. These little bats he's talking about are actually sold at truck stops. I don't know why, but they're like heavy. They're not just like fucking gimmicky. So he keeps a baseball bat in the glove compartment. But that's what I'm saying. That it's, belongs to the monkey. Well, it's a trucker thing. Okay. These, b- these bats. Oh. This particular one belongs to this monkey. But yeah, that's wild. <laughs> but yeah, they it's are. Like, for, here, monkey, here's your bat. Yeah, but they are for protection. The monkey obviously knows what's about to go down oh. because he is now trying to squeeze out of the little recta- or the oh. little triangular window I mentioned earlier. <gasps> This monkey has murder in his eyes, if I have ever seen it. Shut up. The driver hollers, last chance to save your dog's ass, man. Oh, my God. In response, douchebag lets his dog off the leash. (gasps) Now we have a situation that has escalated to the point where we have a dog jumping up at the window and a monkey screaming profanities right back at him. Oh, my God. Well, the driver finally rolls down the regular window. And out leaps all kinds of miniature primate hell. (laughs) The dog never knew what hit him. Quick as a flash, this monkey is riding on the back of his dog's (laughs) neck. Riding on the back of this dog's neck. His two back feet all wrapped up in his neck fur. With one hand hanging onto an ear. The other hand, as you may have guessed by now, is steadily and mercilessly raining down blows about this dog's head and face. I mean hard blows. You can hear them. (laughs) Whop, whop. <laughs> Whoa. Well, it only takes a moment for the dog to realize he is in way over his head. He bolts, yelping bloody murder as he runs away at full speed. I mean, this dog is running so fucking hard that he's throwing up tufts of grass and dirt as soon as he leaves the pavement. The monkey is still riding him <gasps> and beating on him the whole time. Douchebag acts like he wants a fight now. But several people, including myself, stepped in to stop that nonsense. In a couple of minutes or so, the little monkey comes loping back with his bat still in hand and leaps up on the still open window of the truck to await his master who has gone into the store. The other wanker runs off trying to find his dog, but I don't know if he ever did. My ride shows up and I go. Never again in this lifetime will I see something so totally crazy and unexpected like that. I am both fortunate and humble to have been so privileged (laughs) to be present for such an event. (laughs) I love that he knows how lucky he is to see something so wild like that. Like, obviously, I don't condone animal violence, even if it's animal on animal. That dog kind of deserved it. I mean, he was asking for (laughs) it. (laughs) But yeah, because I I remember those little bats being sold at like smaller truck stops when I would stop in Canada. Uh And I I remember picking one up and being like, what the fuck is this for? And uh, my friend Craig was like, it's just for protection. Like just so you have something small in your in your cab with you. Yeah. I think they're called billy clubs or something. Okay. Could be wrong. Anyway, they're called like. On the the barcode, they're like tire smackers or something. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this little collection of random Reddit stories. Uh, We definitely have more that I will be 
bringing out maybe sometime in the future, probably after another little series that we do, whenever yeah. that ends up being. And um, yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah. Again, thanks for the great feedback from um, the boy they tried to hide, Thomas and Gregory's story. Thanks for listening, no matter what, anyway. And thanks for following us on Instagram, which you should all go and do right now. Also, thank you for leaving a review on iTunes. Also, thank you for joining our Patreon for as low as $2 a month. (laughs) And I think that'll do it for this week. All right, that'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.